This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Ladies and gentlemen of the Hoopball Lakers family, we are two games into the brand new season, and your defending champion LA Lakers are off like a rocket, though not like the Houston Rockets. They've got their own issues. Yes, less than two months after the LA Lakers were crowned champions from the Orlando bubble, we are now headfirst into a brand new season after the accelerated offseason, the exciting Accelerated offseason, which you could, in which you could arguably say that the defending champion LA Lakers had the best offseason, which is pretty rare. Richard Jefferson on ESPN last night said it's not often that you see the defending champions end up having the best offseason, but that luckily that seems to have been the case with the Los Angeles Lakers. Now I understand that preseason is preseason, and all takes are just hot takes. They're full of hot air. They're not necessarily full of substance. But there are a ton of positives galore to be gleaned from the first two games versus the crosstown rival Los Angeles Clippers, of which the champs outscored the Clippers in both games at the tune of 218 to 187. Game one being the rusty as expected slow scoring effort that went 87-81 Lakers and the second game in which the Lake Show was unleashed, making a barrage of three-pointers, scoring 131 while only giving up 106 to the Clips. Yes, defense is still very much alive with this Lakers squad led by Coach Frank Vogel, and there are, of course, a few new wrinkles. And, oh, man, are those wrinkles fun. Let's dive right into those. Number one being... You're going to hear these three letters time and time again all season. Most superstars are known by one name, LeBron, Harden, Jordan, Wade. This hopefully budding future superstar is going to be known by three letters, and those three letters are, of course, T-H-T. Now, Taylor Horton Tucker has been a little bit of a mystery ever since he was drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. They traded up to get him. A lot of people didn't really know anything about this kid other than the fact that he was a semi-promising rookie out of Iowa State, uh, but he was also a clutch client. And so a lot of people think that maybe it was a favorite of LeBron that they went out and drafted him. But it turns out that this kid has real talent. He's got pretty unusual body measurements. He's got extremely wide shoulders. He's got huge kawaii-like hands. And that's one of the things that's been the most intriguing aspects about him. Now, coming into this training camp, Frank Vogel has been raving and raving and raving about THG. And all last season, you heard, heard his Lakers teammates rave about this kid. And he especially came back from Orlando um, staying in shape. 
came back to Orlando in tremendous shape, and he has earned earned some minutes with with the championship team last year. And yeah, like I said, Frank Vogel has been raving about him in training camp this season, and it all appears to be legitimate. Game one. Game one, that was rust all around, as can be expected. But Taylor Horton Tucker played 37 minutes, shot 6 for 17, made all six, to six of his free throws, grabbed nine rebounds, but scored 19 points, three steals. Defensively, one-on-one, -on -one, this kid is capable of guarding the best of them. We'll talk more about how he did in game two, especially versus Kawhi. Uh, but he's capable of running an offense. He's capable of playing off the ball. He... He can literally do it all except for rim protect. But even then, he's got he's got a couple of blocks in in these games. Taylor Horton Tucker. It's yeah. Lakers fans tend to kind of hyperbolize, you know, the players that they love, and Los Angeles Lakers being the Lakers. I'm sure some people will find it annoying, but you know, people thought the same thing about Alex Caruso and and the amount of love that. You know, different podcasts like ours have shown him, but it all appears to be legitimate. Taylor Horton Tucker can play now. It is preseason, but he has played against some legit competition. In game two, Taylor Horton Tucker went off for 33 points. Uh, in, the, in game two, Dennis Schroeder did not play, and Taylor Horton Tucker was actually the point guard. And in that game, shot 11 for 17, played 41 minutes, 10 rebounds, Four steals. So, seven steals in two games. One of those steals being a one-on-one -on -one against Kawhi. Just straight ripped the ball out of his hands. The way you've seen Kawhi do many a times to defenders. And, yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker unleashed the whole bag in game two. Pull up, three-point shots. Step back, three-point shots. Spin moves. Good passing, cutting, running the offense, one-on-one -on -one defense. Kid can really do it all. And I, I'd imagine, I, I can almost imagine a scenario in which KCP comes off the bench and THT could start simply for the fact that the starting unit can be focused on offense and the second unit can be focused on defense. And in that defense, you can have that Caruso-KCP lineup that the Lakers used in Game 6 to win the NBA championship. But probably getting ahead of ourselves. And I'd imagine THT is going to come off the bench. But he's going to come off the bench in really important minutes. And unlike, unlike other talented players on this team, Kyle Kuzma, I hate to sound like I'm ripping on Kyle Kuzma all the time. And... I hate to sound like that echo chamber of Twitter that is the awful part of Twitter that seems to overly criticize Kyle Kuzma too much. But my criticism of him has been, and I talked about this last night through Twitter while posting in the game, you know, sometimes fit Trump's talent. And there's, there are times when it seems as though Kyle Kuzma isn't fitting in as well as he should but we'll get back to that, back to THT. So THT is going to play. He's earned some minutes. If you hate the Lakers, you're going to hate the, the letters THT. If you love the Lakers, learn to love THT. Uh, he's a bright kid. He 
seems to have the you know LeBron puts him under his wing and he seems to really pay attention. Vets on this team love him. I think there's a ton of upside to THT. In fact, if you're a betting man, in which I very much am, you can look forward to making a bet, a futures bet on most improved player. Now, currently, mybookie.ag does not have my most improved player odds on their site, but from other sites that I've read, THT isn't even on there. Now, if you can find a sports book that has THT uh, listed as most improved player or any other player, uh, or the field as, as it's called, you definitely want to take that bet. Um, but look forward to mybookie.ag posting most improved player odds because THT is definitely going to be a contender for that. And if you're going to go to my, mybookie.ag, you can use promo code HOOPBALL. They will match your first deposit. MyBookie.ag also does odds boost weekends like they did for during Thanksgiving, in which I profited greatly off of that and bought some really cool Christmas presents for myself. MyBookie.ag, use promo code HOOPBALL, and they'll match your first deposit. Second positive to be gleaned. Uh, these positives aren't going to be in any specific order. It's not that THT is the most exciting or more exciting than the next prospect or anything like that. It's just these are how I organize my thoughts before hitting record on this podcast. Uh, but the second positive, uh, Marcus Soul. A lot of people, like myself, had concerns about Marcus Soul and the kind of downgrade in rim protection. But what I didn't think about, and what I'm sure a lot of people didn't think about, and I even posted this on Twitter too, where for all the years you've heard about the genius-level basketball IQ of LeBron and Rondo and those are really only the two players you hear about being genius-level basketball minds. I think a highly underrated basketball mind is that of Marcus Gasol. Marcus Gasol is an extremely savvy veteran, and he's a really great passer. And the Lakers have a new wrinkle in this offense in that they can run the offense out of the high post through Marcus Gasol. So you've gone from a team last year in which the sole playmaker, sole engineer of the offense, for at least in the starting lineup, was going to be LeBron and LeBron only. You're, the Lakers are now in a position to where, and this was a concern to some people, but I think one of the Lakers announcers in game one had this correct. You're now in a position where LeBron doesn't have to be the play, the sole playmaker all the time. You've got Dennis Schroeder who can run the offense. And we'll talk a little bit more about how he's done. But now you've got Marcus Gasol. And you can run the offense through your center in the high post. Because one thing that's evident about this new Lakers offense is that there have been almost no instances in the first two games of one player over dribbling and four players standing around watching. This has been two games of the Lakers offense where players are moving, players are cutting. Everyone moves without the ball if you don't have the ball in your hands. Now, Marcus Sol out of the high post, he has run a couple of really impressive give and goes with THT, with KCP, with Kyle Kuzma. He's proven to be. I mean, he's proven before that he's an extremely capable passer. And Fred Van Vliet even said that it's 
you know, when talking about Marco Sol playing with him, it's like playing with a second point guard out there. And so that's one of the things I didn't really think about is the genius level and savvy veteran ability that Marco Sol gives this team. Now defensively, yeah, it is going to be a little bit of a step down in, in rim protection, but Marco Sol is a defensive player of the year. And one thing that he's also proven is he's not just smart offensively and a good passer. He's also smart defensively in a team defense schematic. Now, if anyone can come up with a team defense schematic to utilize a player like Marco Sol in his waning athletic years, it's going to be Frank Vogel. And, you know, besides Marcus Sol being a little bit slower and not as well of a rim protector as he used to be, or even as, you know, compared to Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee, this is a revamped team defense in general. Uh, I've talked about in other episodes on Hoopball that I think this is going to be a team really similar to the Miami Heat in LeBron's years in Miami, which this is a team that plays passing lanes. This is a team that as soon as they get steals or stops they are running back on offense whether it whether a true fast break or just getting the offense going quickly in general this is a team that moves and this is a team that has one-on-one stoppers of superstars and it's got like i said team athletic players that play passing lanes and this is a team that can run a fast break so i don't think marcus soul is going to be too much of a concern you know, it does remain to be seen how much time he's going to play overall and if he's going to get into those crunch time lineups. But this is an extremely deep team, and this is an extremely deep team that is very versatile. And whatever type of lineup you need, this team can deliver. If you need a lineup that can get a stop and immediate fast breaks and a layup, you can play a small ball-ish type team that'll play passing lanes. You can play a big lineup to get rebounds. You can play an offensively geared lineup if you need baskets. Whatever you need from this team at any given time, this team can adapt because they're that deep. And that's and I think Marcus Soul is going to be a big part of that. So on to exciting thing number three. And again, they're not really numbered, this is how I organize them. Uh KCP. Now KCP appears to have unlocked something in the bubble in Orlando. He typically has started the last couple seasons. He starts off kind of slow, much to the chagrin of Lakers fans. Starts off really relatively slow, especially last season. I believe his first three or four games, he shot horrendously. But and even he he even shot pretty pretty poorly once the first team once the team first came back uh, to the bubble in Orlando. Uh, but, and granted, he's only played one preseason game as well. He didn't play in game one, but he did play in game two last night as of this recording. Uh, but in 24 minutes, he shot five of eight, two for three from three-point lands, four for five from free throw for 16 points. But he got three steals. And those were passing lane steals. And some of his points were also layups off of give and goes and him cutting the basket at the recipient end of uh, Marcus Hill passes. He got an offensive rebound from a THT miss on a fast break, which was from a steal that uh, THT had. And so, 
and he and two for three from three pointers. And so one thing that's evident is I don't expect KCP to have a slow start to this regular season. He's signed a new contract. He was a really valued free agent. He's proven his commitment to this team, uh, at least in one preseason game, by showing that he's not going to come back. And with the slow start that people are accustomed to seeing, he's playing with a lot of confidence right now. And, yeah, like I said, it seems to seems that he unleashed something in the bubble, figured it out. He's, he's definitely, you know, one of the more important pieces on this team, and he's going to have – a lot of really great nights. He's going to have a lot of really great moments for this team. So KCP is not really a new wrinkle, obviously, but his, you know, new level of confidence and quick start should be a new wrinkle uh, for people who are used to seeing him play. But now, finally, let's talk about the two most exciting additions to this team: Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell. We'll start with Dennis Schroeder. So. Dennis Schroeder has only played in one game, and he played in, in the first game that was expected to be rusty and low scoring. But in that game, <clears throat> uh, he did play. He did play twenty-four minutes. Now, to look at his box score, his box score is not going to be too impressive. But I mean, the game itself wasn't very impre- wasn't a very impressive game from from either end. The Lakers only played nine players. The Clippers played 18. Um, the team, the Lakers as a team, shot 35%. So there's not, there wasn't a whole lot of positives to be gleaned from this game. But Dennis Schroeder was one of them. Now, despite the fact that he shot 4 for 11 and only scored 10 points, he did make both of his three-pointers. And while he only finished with one assist, Defensively, I think Dennis Schroeder kind of unleashed the whole package. He's fast off the dribble. He can command an offense. He can run a pick and roll really well. Not evident from the one assist, but the couple times that he ran pick and rolls with Montrez Harrell, that seemed to work really effectively. And so, yeah, Dennis Schroeder is going to be an extremely valuable weapon. And there are going to be times this season where it seems pretty unfair that he is on this team. Um, So, yeah, don't look too much into Den Schroeder's box score, especially that plus plus one, uh, plus minus. Uh, But, now, Den Schroeder is going to be an important piece of this team. He's fitting in well. I I think that's the most important thing is the fact that he appears to be buying into what it is that Frank Vogel and this team is selling. And... Yeah, he's, he's here to be a part of it. Now, finally, there's Montrez Harrell. Now, Montrez Harrell was the surprise addition of the offseason, although not a complete 100% surprise to me. Uh, sixth man of the year. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Averaged 18 points a game. People were concerned about how he was going to fit in with this team, whether or not he was going to clog the lane next to Anthony Davis. I think all those things are not a concern. I think anyone who had those kinds of concerns don't really know what Montrez is really capable of or how he could fit into this team. First of all, as a post player, he's not a tree in the post. Despite the fact that he didn't doesn't shoot three-pointers, he shot 18 of them last year and didn't make a single one. That's neither here nor there. He does not play deep in the post the way a traditional center or even power forward would. He's somebody that can move without the ball. He's somebody that can play outside of the paint. He's someone who's a really good isolation player. And he can post up mid-range, and he can pull up for a jumper. So clogging the lane with Anthony Davis, I don't think is going to be an issue. If anything, I think it's going to allow for Anthony Davis to space out more because you're going to be less reliant on Anthony Davis having a score in the post because you get another player who can do it. Now, how many minutes Montrez is going to play with with AD? That remains to be seen because uh, you know Marcus Hull is probably going to start for this team and Montrez is probably going to come off the bench. It appears to be where he's comfortable. He hasn't made any indications the way Dennis Schroeder has that he wants to start and so I'd expect Montrez to be you know the player that comes off the bench but one thing that he is that the Lakers didn't really have last year they had at times with a guy like Dwight Howard and even a guy like JaVale McGee even though he started most of the season is the Lakers don't have that high energy not goon if you not goon because he doesn't you know fight or anything like that, but that that equivalent of a type of player like in hockey, just the guy who's going to come off the bench. The fans are going to be excited to see him. You're excited to see him. You hate him if he's against your team, but you love him if he's on your team. That high energy guy. The Lakers didn't really have anybody like that last year. He's Montrez is someone you don't have to run a play for. He's going to go out and get his, just from his energy alone. And if this team gets steals, if this team gets fast breaks, he's going to be a huge part of that. And so, yeah, his fit, I think he's going to fit fit in pretty well with this team. He seems really happy here, which is also the most important thing. The happiness can help make, the, help make things fit a lot easier, especially chemistry-wise on this team. Now, you're going to hear that word a lot this season, uh, chemistry. And it was important last year, and it's going to be important this year as they bring in new pieces and defend a championship. As you get more and more successful, chemistry is going to be more and more of an important issue. It's We've seen it break up all kinds of teams. The, you know, LeBron's Miami Heat, by the time it got to the fourth year, even his best friend Dwayne Wade, he just, you know, he was quoted as, at times saying, there are just times you you just don't want to hear the same story from your brother again. And so 
finding ways to keep things fresh, finding ways for this team to be excited and bring in new wrinkles is going to be essential in the long run, but especially going to be essential this year while the Lakers defend the championship. But, yeah, back to Montrez. Yeah, Montrez I don't think is going to blow you away with amazing stat lines, but he does appear to be a really great rebounder, which is going to be important. And so, yeah, he's... He's going to be a big piece. He's going to be an exciting piece. And, yeah, he's going to fit in really well. You will absolutely not miss, you know, JaVale or Dwight as much as we're going to be sad to see them go. And speaking of things that won't be missed, your girl will not miss your untrimmed junk. That's right, guys. It is time for Manscaped. And Manscaped is running a great holiday promo. Right now, they have their Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. They have redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology so that this trimmer will not nick where it shouldn't, and it'll only do the job it's supposed to do. The lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand-new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, Cut free and smelling nice down there. Now you don't need to use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You've already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? That's right. Your balls stink. And the Perfect Package 3.0 also includes a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers. Use the promo code HoopBall and you can get 20% off plus free shipping. Now if you order soon, that might still get here before Christmas. Promo code HoopBall for 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. Now, far be it for me to over-hyperbolize two preseason games. I understand that the preseason, I understand that this could be a product of the Lakers still being semi-fresh because they were the last team to play and having won the championship less than two months ago. And so this isn't quite the same as a four-month layoff as like the, the usual offseason. There are some questions with this team. There are some potential flaws. There are... There are unanswered questions. We don't quite know where some of the pieces will fit, how effective they'll be, and we'll talk about those right now. Now, one of the new, one of the exciting additions was savvy veteran Wesley Matthews. Now, I think he is a piece that's missing from last year's squad. He can be that sole one-on-one defender against another team superstar so that LeBron or AD don't have to do it the way they had to the way they had to guard Jimmy Butler or Jamal Murray at times in the playoffs last year. Wesley Matthews can be that guy to do that. Now he's only had one preseason game and it was the first one. And yeah, like like every stat line from that first preseason game. There's nothing about it that's gonna be too impressive. Played 23 minutes, missed both of his three-point attempts, only scored eight points, didn't get any steals. But, so yeah, it it's, remains to be seen how effective he's going to be. 
but this is a really deep team and so his effectiveness is definitely not going to make or break the success of this team but it is a concern and one of those things to definitely keep an eye on now one thing we haven't talked about is the fact that LeBron and AD haven't played either of these preseason games and so while <laughs> while their effectiveness and their quality of play is not up for debate what is an unanswered question is how well these new pieces are going to fit around them not how well are they going to fit around the new pieces that's silly obviously but yeah lebron and ad have yet to play with Casal, have yet to play with schroeder have yet to play with harold have yet to play with this entire team they've sat on the bench for the first two games, and they've earned that right, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. The only concern there is that they you haven't seen on-court time with them, and really the two most intriguing pieces uh, of their fit are going to be how they fit with, with Dennis Schroeder and Marcus Gasol. Uh, Marcus Gasol I don't anticipate to be an issue, obviously, because I think he, doesn't, he definitely doesn't clog the lane if you're going to run an offense through him in the high post. And Schroeder is going to take the playmaking ball out of LeBron's hands some of the time, effectively giving him time to rest on the court, as he sometimes does. So, yeah, it's not really a concern. It's just an unanswered question. How well are these pieces going to fit next to AD and LeBron? But I believe LeBron will find a way. I believe Frank Vogel will find a way. While it's an unanswered question, definitely not a concern. Now, on to our favorite topic, our evergreen, lingering, unanswered question about fit, about rhythm, about everything, really. Our guy, Kyle Kuzma. Now, Kyle gets an extremely unfair amount of criticism and hate on social media. This team won a championship last year. Really, you shouldn't be, if you're a fan of this team, you really shouldn't be hating on any piece of this team. They won the championship. They achieved the ultimate goal. Now, Kyle Kuzma may have struggled at times last year, but there were plenty of times in which he delivered, including a really crucial game in the bubble in which he hit a game winner over Denver. Not in the playoffs, but still. He's had big moments with this team. And what is not a question is his talent. He's unquestionably talented. He saw that, at least I've seen that, ever since his rookie year in Summer League. I was more excited about the prospect of him than I was Lonzo Ball. Just because it seemed as though the Lakers got a steal late in that first round. So... One of the things that you always hear about Kyle Kuzma is him struggling to find his fit within this team. Him, him struggling to find his rhythm. Things like that. Why that's a concern is the amount of time we've talked about things like that. It's a concern that here he is in year three that he doesn't quite have his role figured out yet 
that's a concern. There are scouts that say, you know, who NBA players show you who they are by year three is pretty much who they are. You heard this most about guys like Andrew Wiggins, guys who seemed like they were going to be superstars when they came into the league and just didn't quite deliver. And by the time they get to year four, like that's that's who they are. You don't make a huge leap, you know, after year three. And, you know, here we are with Kyle Kuzma in year three. We're still talking about the time it's going to take for him to find his rhythm, the time it's going to take for him to find his team. And like I said earlier, I think I think there are times where fit just trumps talent. And you know, I'm 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 beating a dead horse with this with this analogy of the square peg in the round hole, but that just appears what it might be. This is an extremely deep team. And they don't really have the space for a square peg in a round hole. Now, I was overly critical. I was overly critical of Kyle Kuzma's first two preseason games. On game one, he actually did deliver really well in the fourth quarter. Played three horrendous quarters, but in the fourth quarter, I believe he scored eleven points. That's some really clutch baskets. And clutch in the preseason, I get it. Don't I understand what I'm saying? Don't yell at me. But and in game two had a pretty bad first quarter, but he bounced back from that first quarter and had a really great game the rest of the game. And so a positive to be gleaned is that he seems to be, play, be playing pretty well with THT. Now, the only reason why Kyle Kuzma is going to become a bigger and bigger concern is, is if, if THT really does take off the way he appears he's going to, because the comparison is going to be the fact that well, here we are in year three talking about is Kyle Kuzma going to find his rhythm? Is Kyle Kuzma going to find his fit? THT fits like a glove already. And that's a concern. That's It's ultimately the ultimate concern with Kyle Kuzma. And, you know, let's say they do decide that fit trumps talent and maybe he's not fitting in the way they envisioned he would. What could you turn him into? I believe that really remains to be seen. Uh, it remains to be seen because I feel as though whether or not he ultimately answers this question whether in, in, in him finding a fit or the Lakers realizing that he just doesn't fit, what are they going to need? A lot of people think they're going to need another rim protector. And who they can trade that for also remains to be seen. But... I think the most important piece here is Kyle Kuzma. Now, LeBron believes in Kyle Kuzma. I, I believe in Kyle Kuzma. Me thinking the Lakers should get rid of him is no indictment on him or his talent. I believe he's really talented. I really like his game a lot. I, I want it to work. But you can only talk so long about a thing wanting to work in the NBA before you just realize it's not going to work. Now, I don't think that time has run out yet. He's talented enough to where I think he gets more time than he probably should to, to figure things out. But I think he, he really loves L.A. I think he really loves the L.A. lifestyle. I think I don't, I don't know if he'd be happy playing anywhere else. 
And so it's really on him to find a way to make that fit faster. And whether he does or not remains to be seen, but that is forever the unanswered question with Kyle Kuzma. Is he going to find it? Is he going to find his role in this team? Now, I think I think it'll help him not playing any minutes of the four. We've talked about that. He's got to figure out a way to be a great wing defender one on one, and he's got to be a fi- he's got to figure out a way to be a great player off the ball. I talked about there have been almost no instances of a player over dribbling while four guys watch. I can think of two instances in both preseason games where that's happened, and both times, unfortunately, were when Kyle Kuzma was over dribbling the ball. You can't have that. You can't have that on this team. He's got to figure it out. Plain and simple. But what about you guys, Hoopball Lakers family? <clears throat> what is it that you guys have seen in the first two games that has you the most excited? What is it that you've seen in the first two games that has you the most concerned? Where Where is your head at? Are you excited? Are you nervous about this season? I think there's a lot to be nervous about. A short offseason. How much LeBron and AD are going to play. Things like that. Um... We haven't talked about Alex Caruso yet. That's maybe kind of a concern. He's actually got a little bit of an injury situation. He fell, got a little bit of a hip flexor in game one. Not a concern, just not something you want to compound in by playing him in game two when you don't have to, especially when you've got great depth on this team. Um, but shout us out on Twitter at Lakers. Let us know what you're excited about. Let us know what you're concerned about. Let us know, you know what you want to see. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about. Uh, let us know what you thought about the guests that we've had on the show. We've had guys like Harrison Fagan, Alex Regla, Trevor Lane. Those guests are huge. We're going to try to get more of those this season. Um, there'll be some solo shows with me. There'll be some solo shows with Ethan. There'll be a lot of shows where he and I are on together. The timing just worked out this one where I'm on my on, on my own. You can follow me on Twitter at jcdelion one you can follow Ethan Noroff at Ethan underscore Noroff with one F. That changed from whatever it is that his last name is that I can't pronounce. That was changed at Ellis Island. So Noroff is a lot easier with one F. You'll want to follow him on Twitter. But until next time, Hoopball Lakers, I had a great time talking with you. I'm excited about this season. I can't wait. Let's get it going. We're out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.